going on? This is Headphone Joe, and you're listening to Cheers from the Press Box. How's it going, folks? I'm here with my co-host, as always, who's chewing on something. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live and in person. Nice. What's up, uh, Joe? What's going on, man? How you doing? I did the thing where I throw gum in my mouth right as the theme song ends. Second week in a row you've done that now? Or two out of three I just, weeks? I just, right. <laughs> yeah, two out of three. I did it and then I didn't do it and then I did it again. <laughs> it's just right next to my computer and I'm doing this thing where I don't, I'm not doing any artificial sugar. Mm. Um, I'm trying so to do like no sugar, sugar adding no artificial sugar. No, it's, it's yeah, like there's sugar in the gum, but like it's what I do to curb my sweet tooth. Mm. With that, so instead of eating an the, entire bowl of fruity pebbles, that takes away from the no sugar added. If there's sugar in the gum, I mean it's gum. Man, shut up. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> Just all right, folks. As Brendan figure out what's the gum? Zero added sugar. All right, here we go. Zero mm. added sugar. Boom. Mm. Um, now that Brennan has gotten the sugar content, don't smack into the microphone. That is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> um, now that Brennan has his sugar content read and. Uh, squared away for the evening we will get into the kickoff where we discuss uh, some of the bigger topics in sports the nfl college and mlb is currently the things for us then we'll get into the quick hits where we'll discuss some hip gyration some playoff basketball and uh, the start of the nhl season as well as some other more serious things and then we'll get to the walk off where me and brennan you know usually do some type of deep dive cry uh, spill our soul or guts. I'm just going to assume Brennan's going to talk about his football team. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, tends to go there. Often. Yeah. I told you what I'm saying. <laughs> I told you exactly what I'm going to talk about. These motherfuckers. And, and then we just real our quick, wares real in the quick. press conference. Go for it. I understand. We need to get the show started, but the fact that the team that I root for in the NFL has hijacked, hijacked my walk off the last two, three weeks three now. Weeks? Is, <laughs> this is insane. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I know like normally it's about the draft or something like that. But like, literally, it's been pure vitriol and anger where I'm like, fuck, this is what I have to talk about now in my walk off. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to remedy all that today as our esteemed colleague and frequent contributor to the show Tyler White says less ready to return the opening kickoff perfect way to kick off here we go Brennan we haven't back and forth we did we went back and forth trying to figure out what to do spoiler alert folks we are not going to talk Brady Belichick the national media has done that enough. No. They've produced all the videos, all the Adele covers and songs and whatnot. So we're not going to talk about that. That was good on you. That was good on you. As a as a producer, you saying, uh, hey, let's not talk about this game because yeah. everyone's going to talk about it. I watched some of the recap shows today. That's all they talked about. Like I couldn't see discussed. any highlights from any other game. Only like, thing that it was, was discussed. It was all that was on. I believe it so was. Let's like get into some of the other games. The entire that didn't first get any block of uh, around the horn. Um. So yeah, was it? I think so. First three segments on around the horn were all Brady Belichick related. At least the first. God, that's fucking you know. stupid. Um. What was the biggest thing in the world? And we're technically discussing it now. It's a bad game, though. I mean, you know. Anyway, 
Me and Brendan I mean, decided it was on, good. It's just Mac Mac Jones yeah. got eaten alive. Yeah, eaten alive, but he was pretty good as far as completions and uh I think he yeah, was he like outplayed Brady. Brady won the did, game, but yeah, he outplayed him. Uh, but I told you I watched two series things, in a row so. when there was six sacks within two series. Like it was, it was first We're down sack, second down game, sack, Brady. third down sack. Brady, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get that, to the game of the We're week. We're not talking about Brady Belichick. I'm talking about game of the week. There we go. Game of the week, Brennan. Um there were like three games we were kicking around and we finally, I finally settled on this one because I felt like there's a lot here yeah. that needs to be discussed. And that game folks is the overtime win of the New York Jets over the Tennessee Titans. Brennan, what you got for Zach Wilson's first win in the pros? Uh, Zach Wilson looked really good. Uh, that arm strength that everyone talks about. I'll be the first one to admit. I thought coming from the school he came from, and I'm going to be quite honest with you and the listeners coming with coming from the upbringing that he came from. It was going to be hard for him to get that locker room behind him. I told you that I said, this is going to be a, a sheltered kid, an entitled kid who gets into that locker room with grown men who have real shit going on. And they're going to be like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And I so far have been wrong. That team is a hundred percent behind him. That Jets defense is fast. They're missing some of their best player, uh, their best player, their defensive lineman who went out with the uh, ACL tear at the beginning of the yeah. season. But uh, Lawson, I think it was. They just yeah. got in the off season. But um, I'm not going to sit here and say they look great. I mean, it's still the Jets, but Zach Wilson looked really good. And full disclosure to the listeners, when we were going back and forth about game of the week, for me, it's like these close games. So I enjoy that you put this one up here because a lot of times people are like, you know, oh, we know we got to get the really good teams. And it's like, you don't know who the really good teams are until halfway through the season. So I really like that this is the game of the week. It was back and forth. Barn burner. Zach Wilson had some stupid throws. What did you yeah. think? Um, I thought this is Tannehill without this is the, the 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 Titans without two of their premier receiving threats, and yeah, that probably they had no is why the game ended up so close. They couldn't finish out drives. Their first three drives ended up being field goals. Um, Derrick Henry ate. Derrick Henry's always going to eat. I mean, that's kind of what he does. Oh, yeah. uh, Thirty three carries, a buck, one hundred fifty seven yards. I mean, God, you can't take him down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Tannehill looked um lesser than he threw what 15 more passes than Zach Wilson and only had one extra yard over Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, and did you see those sack numbers? He was sacked seven times. Man, it felt like every time at one point he decided to drop back, he was just getting popped. It was, I was like, this Jets defense is not that good. So either your offensive line is trash, or 14 you're holding QB on hits. To the ball they had 14 QB too- hits. God. Uh, some of those is on yeah. the quarterback, holding the ball way too long, way too long. Yeah. Um, just trying to make a play. But um, I really want to talk about the decision at the end of the game because they were in position to tie this game. And they went for a field goal and they missed it. Yeah. I was like, do you have anything to say? <laughs> oh, no. So I'm sorry. I thought you were going to elaborate on that. No, nope, they, nope. Um, they decided they opted for a field goal. I thought it was a little cowardly because that's obviously just settling for a tie. Um, 
it was later in the game, obviously, too. I think it was like three seconds left. But I mean, this is this is coming from the coach that said he'd give up his left nut to win a Super Bowl. Like, have your quarterback throw a hail mary, go for a win, don't go for a tie. A tie with the Jets is worse than yeah. a loss to the Jets. Are, honestly, you're talking about you're talking about in overtime, right? Yes, uh, towards the end. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I was confused because towards the end of the game, there was a similar situation. Yeah. Uh, no. he before the, the Jets got there. the ball back and drove it down the field. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, what are we talking about? Um, yeah. So to your point, this happened. Oh God, what was the other game that this happened in? Where um, I remember I texted you, maybe this was last week, and I was like, oh, this shows, oh, no, this was the Thursday game where I was like, oh, you have two timeouts and the clock's running down and you're not, but uh, the same point, like you, you go, like, go try to score. Like, what do you, like, you show a total lack of faith in your offense when you settle for a tie or you settle for a field goal when you, you, like, everything's pointing to you might as well go for it. So I think it shows, and with the way the game was going, I completely understand why Vrabel was thinking that because his offense hadn't been producing very well. Um, but still, like, I, I agree with you. You got to go for it. Like, you don't settle, especially in overtime, like when yeah. you're just going to get a tie. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I'd rather take the loss to the tie. In my opinion. Um, yes, 100%. I, mean, I, I am a uh, benefit of sitting at home and my job doesn't depend on me taking the loss and all the criticism yeah. <laughs> that may come with it. But just from a competitive standpoint, really, I'm like, like when the Eagles did it, what was that last year when they kicked the tie against Cincinnati? And did yeah. we make that shit? Or did we miss it? No, we fucking made the field goal. Um, wait. Either way, we did tie with Cincinnati. You did. You had, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. wanted them to go for it and they've settled for the fucking tie, which to me was egregious as all hell. Um, yeah, I've never, unless it's soccer, I'm not trying to get a tie. Because at least. There's a yeah, like but in soccer you get points point. for a tie. Yeah, there's actual point benefit there. It's strategic. It helps you. But in the NFL, I mean, yes, you don't have a loss, but you don't have a win. But you you look foolish with a, the actual one column. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you do. Um, I don't think this means the Jets are gonna turn their season around. I think this is a good win for the rookie quarterback and the first year head coach. Um, I think the Titans need to kind of look in the mirror, even though they were without two of their guys. I mean, this is their second loss on the season. And they've looked kind of pedestrian a lot this season so far. Um, Who was that first loss? That first loss was Arizona. And then their two wins were, it was another overtime win over Seattle. And then Arizona looks like a juggernaut. Pretty close one against uh, the Colts. Yeah, Arizona does look like a juggernaut. Um, but I think we'll get. To yeah, that they later. beat the Seahawks by three. Um, beat the Colts by nine. Excuse me. Beat yeah. Beat the Colts by nine. Yeah. And then um, lost to the Jets. And they didn't look good in that that Colts win either. No. They looked good in the, the Seahawks when they went up pretty early in that one, but. They got it pretty early, and then they let them come back. Yeah, that's true. I was to say the, the crazy thing with the, the right, Colts win enough. was uh, the Colts. If Carson Wentz doesn't somehow break both his ankles, could potentially win that game. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, they they could have came back and won that game. So the Titans are on alert. They need to figure it out. Derrick Henry's playing out of his mind, but Tannehill's missing his two best receivers between Brown and uh, AJ. So or Julio, I'm sorry, <laughs> AJ's. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Where's AJ now? He's with a different team. No, AJ's still there. Corey Davis is on a different team. AJ Brown's also hurt. No, I'm talking about AJ. I'm talking about AJ Green. Oh, Sorry. I'm like, well, you keep saying AJ. <laughs> AJ Green is on the Raven. Uh, the Ravens, the Cardinals. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a touchdown yesterday. Um, but that's not where we're getting to next. We're gonna talk about another bird. Um we're gonna talk about the Atlanta Falcons, Brennan. Brennan, um Yes. I don't this have is your my account. Te- I was totally wrong on this. I don't, I don't have your tears uh memorized in my head. I'll pull them up. Hang on. But I feel like they were in a upper tier. If I memory serves me correctly. Yeah. I had them in a bottom it tier. It does. I had them near the bottom, bottom of my entire ranking system. I had them in the barely good enough to not blow it up. Or excuse me, I had actually, no, I had them in the higher tier. I had them in the let's go tier, which was nine to 11 wins. Um, This was 17 through eight. So basically, yeah, I had the Falcons in here with the Patriots, right about that. Dolphins, right about that. Saints, right about that. Chargers, probably a little too low. Uh, Seahawks, Vikings, 49ers, and the Vikings. So I was I was right about every single person in that tier except two teams. One, the Chargers, a little too low, and the Falcons, a little too high. I Falcons thought Matty Ice was going to return. <clears throat> okay, so this is the first time Matt Ryan has had an offensive-minded coach in his, almost in his entire career. That's that the head coach. And Arthur Smith. Yeah, Dan Quinn, and then before that, it was Mike Smith, both defensive guys. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And For the record, I have the Falcons. The other big 26. thing is um, Falcons twenty six. Huh? I had the Falcons twenty six. Yeah, and then yeah, you were right. You okay? Good, good for you. <laughs> um, but uh, I believe I big man fell off a cliff. I had that. Uh, just throwing that just throwing things out there now. <laughs> um, but I thought taking Kyle Pitts at four was the sign that they were like, okay, Matt Ryan sells enough in the tank. Kyle Pitts will be a generational player at tight end. We're going to roll. We don't need Julio Jones anymore. We're going to roll. And they're not. The The defense looks subpar at best. The offense just does not click at all. And the Washington football team under the tutelage of Tyler Heineke still had to come back in that game. That was a back and forth game. It was pretty intense to watch. And then they pulled it out. So I, I don't know what to think. Matt Ryan was 25 of 42 for under 300 yards. This is insane. Brendan, you know who told you the defense was bad? I did. I believe you, you had that. You know who told you the the passing game was going to be bad? I did. You know who I told you? did, but I don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's how it's going to stay. Was running back? They Cordell got Patterson, the man. coordinator. Cordell Patterson, get the fuck out of my office. They got the <laughs> coordinator from the Titans, and he was used to working with Derrick Henry. He's trying to run the same offense with Mike Davis, who was the second back in Carolina, and they said, you can leave now because we drafted Chuba Hubbard. So you can God. leave now, Mike Davis. And that is who they're going into battle with. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. Kyle Mike Pitts, Davis had 13 carries for 14 yards. Kyle Pitts 
four games into the season, doesn't even have 200 yards receiving it. Matt Ryan is done. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan's been done low key for like two years now. I honestly thought Kyle Pitts would be so much better. And I don't know if that's on Matt Ryan or if that's on Kyle. It's on all of it. It's on all of it. It's on just he has just, no touchdowns. I thought this guy was gonna break every tight end it receiving takes a while record in his rookies, rookie season. Rookie tight ends to get, acclimate to the game. I mean, we saw it with Noah Fant. We've seen yeah, it with Mark Andrews. Uh, I think like the only rookie tight ends that really got off on and running was the murderer in New England and Rob Gronkowski because they were both in New England. At the but same that's because they had each other. Yeah, I yeah. Was say, yeah. And one, so, yeah, and they had each other. Um, can you think of another tight end that immediately impacts a game? It took Kelsey a while. It took Ertz no, a while. A, I was going to say that's interesting you bring that up because even Kelsey, everyone thinks he's a young guy. And it's like, no, Kelsey's the same age as Gronk. Yeah. It's just Gronk was in a better situation. It took Kelsey forever to get going. Same thing with um, 49ers. Uh, fucking, George Kittle. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kittle's older too. Yeah, so I see your point. You're right. So yeah, I know it takes, I just thought I thought this def, I thought this offense would be better. That the the tight end position now if they were going to line them out and just have them play receiver <clears throat> which people thought they would do and I was like no they drafted a tight end they want them to be a tight end. You got to you're getting in a three-point stance, you're you're chip blocking, you're protecting the edge and a team that doesn't have a good offensive line, you're going to be staying in to protect a little more than usual. You're going to stay a little longer. It'll be a little longer for you to get out into your route, into the flat or up the seam. So he he's learning the game and his body is not the same as these grown men, honestly. Um, yeah, he was that's a true. slender tight end coming out of college. He was gonna, He's going to have to put some weight on. Um, and he's going to have to be able to keep that speed at the same time. Um, and again, they're relying he's on five Cordell inches taller Patterson. than me and only weighs 15 more pounds. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. God, um, that Cordell thing. It's so, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, but he's yeah. a wide receiver, right? He, he was, a, he's everything, man. He, he's, he's a return guy. He's a gadget. Then, where did he make his, cause he's been in the league a while. Was it the Vikings where Vikings, everyone knew him from? Vikings. And then he went to, New then he went to the Patriots, right? Yep. yep. Okay. I think he, had, I, yeah, think he had I saw a, him come across the ticker as a fantasy running back. I think he had a cup of coffee okay. in Oakland as well. But yeah, now he's full-time he running came back. came across kinda, the ticker like, as a fantasy uh, running back. And I was like, like Ty what? Montgomery. Ty Montgomery is another 80, number 80 something, but plays running back. Uh, Ty Montgomery had started in oh, Green yeah, Bay. Oh, yeah, for Green Bay. I forgot about that. was a clown on that one kick return, and then they shipped him off that next game. They just cut him, um, and then he went to I the Jets. I remember that. And now I think he's in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, that's my Ty Montgomery knowledge. Um, this is another back-and-forth game, but I'm starting to realize why people don't talk about these kind of games, even though they're back and forth. And in the moment, it's like, oh, this is a good game. Because well, he also a lot had of, a couple of coffee like in Chicago, I'm, too. I'm literally learning this like right now as we're doing it. There's not a lot of big marquee things to talk about from the games because uh, there were a couple big we're marquee not super things. familiar with the teams. And then, <clears throat> no, 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 that's not true. Um, Taylor Heineke, um, not great, not good. I'm pretty good, pretty decent. Um, playing against a bad uh defense, there was one pass he threw up that was a duck that I was like, any other good team would pick this off, but somehow Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, 
Yeah, Terry McLaurin was able to shake off the defender and catch that. That lame one, block I watched that in real time, and I, was I watched like, that in real time, fuck? and I was like, "This is picked off. This is picked off. Touchdown!" Any other team would pick that. It was off. so short. <laughs> it was so bad. But yeah, um, but the best part was uh, was it that pass where they cut to Heineke? He's on the ground. And he's kind of like, "Yeah, I do yeah, this." It was that pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That I was do this. He was sitting on the ground like I do this. So they're making a movie the about uh, Taylor Heineke, Old Dominion Zone. Did you know that? Well, it's actually, it's actually uh, Kurt Warner, but it's the same fucking story, like <laughs> pretty much. They are making that. Kurt this Warner guy know what he thought was any good, and then came back into the league many years later, and now he's like doing okay. And it's like, yeah, all right, maybe. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about I mean, obviously Kurt Warner's Kurt a Hall of Fame quarterback. But so uh, Kurt Warner played in let's do that. New York. Um, so let's talk about the beat. He did play for the Giants for a little bit. Football Giants, Brennan. They took on the Saints. The Saints, whoo, bit of a bit of a bad team, low key. They kind of fooled us with yeah, that early Saints win. Saints have been on the struggle bus since yeah, since they got that big so they got a big win, obviously, in week one against the Packers. Then they lost to the Panthers, who before Sunday were undefeated. And then they beat the Patriots 28-13. So it's like are they good? Are they? We don't know. They've always had a pretty good defense. Actually, they normally have a really good defense, especially when it comes to turnovers. And then they play at home. First game in the Superdome, sold out in two years because of COVID and then the hurricane to start mm. the season. And they lost to the New York football giants. Daniel Jones yeah. thrown for more than 400 yards. Danny Dimes. Danny dimes i'm gonna be honest with you i had guests at my bar today being like i i knew this guy was for real i knew this guy was for real and i was like you fucking idiots daniel jones is having how do you want to say this (laughs) daniel jones is having a i'm gonna use your terminology he's having a two-tier under version of uh, Josh Allen's season last year where he's playing better but his his team is not better and he he's just making less mistakes. Yesterday was his first yeah. interception of the year but he only has four touchdowns on the year and we're in week four. So it's like he's playing marginally better but I still and he threw two of those don't yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Half of his touchdowns were yesterday. Yeah, but he, he at this point it appears he he's not going to be the same turnover machine that's going to lose you a bunch of games. Um, but I also don't think he's going to win you a bunch of games either. And he had the crazy thing is he has so much talent around him. He has so much talent. Take it from somebody in this that roots for a team in this division. If my team had the talent around Daniel Jones, I would be I would be screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah, if you just put if you put the the New York Giant roster and you had Minshew running that show, you would be you'd be doing great. What the hell did you just do? This is not the time for this, Brad. See what I did there? This is not the time for this. Um, You got a lot to speak for. The couple things. <laughs> they don't uh they don't trust Saquon's knee. Um he had a couple good highlights, but they only gave him the ball 13 times, I think it was. 
He had a couple uh, so catches I'm, too. I don't know if that's... He had a big catch for a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, is that what the touchdown was? I just remember... I remember he scored, and then he had that big touchdown run one, um, yeah, at the end I of the game. He had one late, but, and then he had one earlier. Uh, it was a catch for a touchdown. Yeah, it's just... I would assume if you had Saquon Barkley, who was arguably the greatest running back, some would say, of what? all time, as far as on paper coming out of... Some people were like, on paper, he's the greatest running back prospect of Brandon, all time. Like on paper, that and I'm saying if you paper, have that. All right? I only listen to people that have their hand in the dirt. No no paper over here. All right? Um, Get your hand in the dirt. I love how people think, say hand like, I mean, in the dirt when like everybody has turf at this point. Only Heinz Field has dirt, and it it's going to kill somebody, that dirt in Heinz Field, I promise you. That's what sticks out? That's what sticks out to you? <laughs> Either that, that that's or the, 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 the skyscraper walking around acting like a quarterback. <laughs> I think Saquon needs the ball more as a running back. Well, if that's he gets the think. ball more, I he's going to blow his knee out because it's happened almost every know, year except right? his rookie year. <laughs> Jameis Winston is not... Uh, Sean Payton does not trust Jameis Winston's long ball, obviously. Mm-hmm. he. Um, no, he's I think everything, he his trust. average completion was... I think he's just gotten used to somebody not throwing the long ball. So he's like, you know, what? let's just not do that. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he's under 10 yards uh, for the game. He was under 10 yards of completion. But uh, I also think it has a lot to do with the fact that. So in the Packers game, we're like LASIK Jameis. Here he goes. And then the next week, you know who didn't, didn't he have two that? picks or three picks? And it's like, you know, who didn't fall for that? Me. You. You didn't because fall for that. Remember Joe. what I said? He had one deep pass. He threw the ball for like a buck fifty something. It wasn't even a two hundred yard game. Yeah, it was buck short 47. field. Yeah, it was short field and a heavy dose of Alvin. Four Kamara. touchdowns though. Yeah, and everybody was yeah. like, "Ooh, four touchdowns!" I was like, "He didn't even throw it over two hundred yards." Settle down. And like over half of those yards was really that one big pass to I believe it was uh, Callaway, and then the rest was just little dump offs. You know who doesn't get full dink and dunks. Week one, this guy, huh? Seeing through all the bullshit, <laughs> seeing through it. But the Giants did get a win. Giants did get a big win. Saquon Barkley got his big uh, highlight moment. Um, the other thing too is that uh, the Saints. Um, I first of all, I didn't know Malcolm Jenkins was still in the league. He led in oh, tackles, yeah. which was uh, pretty cool to see. Oh yeah. But uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is still on this team. That's hilarious. Oh, um. Wow. Who's he fighting? The Saints week? defense is not getting. Yeah, right. They're not getting the same turnovers that to, they uh, have in the to, past. Are you about to just. Okay. All right. I was seeing where that was going. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, because Trey Hendrickson's not there anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I thought that's. I thought you were going on a wine. No, road just Trey to Hendrickson. Get to that. Trey Hendrickson can suck my pathetic little dick <laughs> after fucking our loss. <laughs> What did Thursday. he do to you in that game? I'm just kidding, Trey. I love you, but... Yeah, what he did to me, he hit Trevor so hard. There was one <laughs> play where he, like, smacked him so hard. And I was like, hey, man, we're all just trying to have fun out here. One more round. All right, Brent, let's get to the one more round. I will start us off. All right? Let's do it. <clears throat> okay. I have a hot take. I don't even know how hot it is. It, it may be lukewarm. Everybody may be in uh, alignment with me, but Baker Mayfield is a mediocre Uh-oh. quarterback. He's a mediocre okay. quarterback. That's, 
disguised as a good quarterback. Hang on, hang on. To steal from you, you know who's been saying that? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this is this guy. I even episode. had to do a fucking apology to him last year. You did. But Baker is a mediocre quarterback disguised as a good quarterback because he's on a good team. He's a glorified game manager. He is the Midwest version of Jimmy Garoppolo. All he is doing is handing the ball off, and then a couple pass plays are schemed up throughout the game that he can hit because he's competent enough. Baker, I watched Baker Mayfield throw the ball behind Odell Beckham on a route where Odell Beckham, if yeah. you throw the ball in front, if you throw it at his helmet, he catches that and gets into the end zone. And somehow he threw it behind. He threw it in his ass. I don't know what the fuck was happening. It was, Odell was, it was not happy jarring. about that either. Did you see his reaction? Unbe- yeah, it was. Uh, that was my reaction because I have Odell on my fantasy team. But that's besides the point. They uh-huh. only put up 14 points on a team that I, I don't remember how much Arizona put on them. But fucking Kyler had four touchdown passes. So Baker's good. Baker's not great and he's great at commercials. Love the commercials. Tonight I saw the Halloween the commercial. commercial. Very funny. He puts a couple of nachos in the kid's bag. Puts some nacho cheese in it. It's funny, funny. You'll like it when you see it. Um, but yeah, great at commercials. Okay at the quarterbacking thing. One more so run. just real quick, you're saying he's basically... Damn it. I wanted to get that Never in there. Never get it right. <laughs> I just wanted to say, you're saying he's Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. He's the dude playing the dude disguised as the other dude. Exactly. Next. Good joke. And it was ruined by the sounder. Sorry. All right. My game that I'm going to do the one more round on is Seattle, San Francisco. Not much to say about this game. Only that Russ got to cooking. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Sermon is not who I thought he was going to be. Trey Lance still learning the game. Super young. He'll come along. Um, But yeah, he had a couple. He had another deep bomb uh, that looked amazing. But it was just like, yeah, it was kind of happenstance. Russell Wilson looked Russell Wilson looked great, scrambled, uh, had one big scramble on a third down. That was imperative. Uh, Four rushes for 26 yards and a touchdown. And then he also threw only for 149, but had two touchdowns there. Um, I do not think Seattle's super for real. I would not. I would keep them out of my top six as far as um, playoff teams. But hey, this year they're seven. So who knows? We'll see if they'll get in. San Francisco has been plagued by injuries again. And this is the third year now that this has happened. So I don't know kind of how long Kyle Shanahan's leash is going to be if people keep getting hurt. Last year, they lost like the entire skill position. This year, Jimmy's hurt again. I think Jimmy was hurt last year and the year before. So I don't know. I don't know how long his leash is. Everyone talks about his. he's an offensive genius, but his team can't stay healthy. Get a new training staff. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Seahawks are up and down. I don't well, know where the hell they are this year. The crazy thing is they even came into the season with all those injuries. Remember? Like right at training camp, they had like yeah, they had five six, offensive six linemen in training go camp. Out. Six? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. One more round. Pretty crazy. So the game I will be covering next, folks, is Chicago, Detroit. Now you got to be wondering why am I covering Chicago, Detroit? Because Justin Fields got his first. I'm uh, wondering. Justin Fields got his first win as a NFL quarterback. Um, looked, looked, looked okay. 
Wow. Threw the ball only 17 times. The game didn't look that slow. Did not look that slow. Well, he didn't get sacked nine times like the week before. So, but, um, yeah, this, that this, was bad. This Matt Nagy guy, man. Uh, he got, oh, God. He, his time has to be done, right? His time has to be done. I can't, I yeah. cannot. Did you see hear what him. he said afterwards? Yeah, I know. Oh, I wasn't calling the plays, but you know, it it's still runs through me. It's a group effort, you know. So Everything runs through comes me. to me. He said it still runs through me. I, I have to say yes like, or no on you. all the you plays. You can't give anybody credit. Like, dude, suck it up. Um, David Montgomery yeah, had him, a hell of a pace game need to be out. up until he got hurt. <clears throat> uh, but it appears that he avoided any uh, major damage in his knee. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just perplexed at how we, I said it after the draft. I don't know how the team allowed Nagy to mortgage the future again for a second try at another quarterback. Um, and he doesn't seem to be doing this well. He's already announced if Andy Dolan's healthy, Andy Dolan will be starting next week. So it's like I don't, I don't see the point in why you even gave this guy the job, why you retained him to you're going to waste Justin Fields' first year in the league. This was pointless. One more round. All right. I've got the Cardinals and the Rams. This will be the last game we talk about for good reason. Uh, we all were super high on the Rams. I was super duper high on the Rams. And then the Cardinals came in. The Cardinals do this every year. Okay. Just want to remind everybody. Kyler Murray is the MVP the fucking first four weeks of the season every year. And then Kyler Murray is going to get hurt because Kyler Murray's beef? little. You're wrong. And he gets hurt. You're wrong. There, what happened last year? He got hurt. He was MVP caliber for the first four weeks, got hurt, messed his shoulder up, and did not play well the rest of the season. That's not what I said. Kyler mean. will get hurt. It's That's a not what virtual I mean certainty. That's what wrong. I'm taking it as because I know That's what you're talking about. What I mean. um, Just let it go. Just the Rams. <laughs> so right now in DVOA, the Cardinals have the number uh, top five offense and the top five defense. Uh, that won't last. Uh, the Rams, this is going to happen. This hap- No team goes undefeated. Not even that stellar Patriots team. Uh, the Chiefs had a losing record before this week. Like, um, it's not. Okay. No other team <laughs> except that one time. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I I was coached by the offensive coordinator of that team. Uh, but um, it's just interesting to me that everyone's kind of like, yeah, the, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Team. Howard Schnellenberger was the offensive oh, coordinator sorry, for that team. I don't team. know why. I'm so... An- okay, this is way too early, but I'm so annoyed that FAU, FIU is a Shula Bowl when he didn't coach at either place. Why? I know. Why? It's just... Why? It's, I don't... It's weird. So dumb. I remember they head, told us, but I can't In my remember. head, I just made I it... I think it's because... He coached when- at FAU, and I was like, no, you were coached by the head coach of that team, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> No, I think it's because when FIU's program started, it was under the guidance of another Shula disciple. And so when FAU and FIU played, they're like, oh, well, what do these teams have in common? Oh, well, Howard Schnellenberger and this other guy coached together on Shula's staff. So we'll call it the Shula Bowl. I'm pretty sure that's why I got the name. Hmm. But it doesn't make sense anymore because those coaches aren't there. But anyway, the Kyler Murray is going to get hurt. Cardinals are going to flounder. The Rams are going to be just fine. 
They just had an off night. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player of all time. Hater. All right, Brendan, talking about college football. (laughs) Hater. Talking about some college football now, (laughs) Brendan. A couple of upsets. Now, there have been so many upsets. I had to put a limit on the amount of I upsets saw that you I can uh, refer put to. a little limit on there. Because <laughs> at first I had a couple there. And I was like, I, I can't go through all 18 upsets every week, apparently. Um, so I'm limited to only teams in the top 15 that get toppled. So the first team up, Oregon, number three, how the mighty have fallen. Mario Cristobal had the team humming when they played Ohio State, but they got beat by David Shaw and the boys out in the Bay? I don't know where Stanford's located. I still have no idea. I assume it's somewhere in that uh, somewhere in California. Yeah, somewhere in that somewhere in that Bay Area region. Uh so yeah. Um, but yeah. So shout out to David Shaw, uh African American coach. Uh getting it done, getting it done. Um next we have this game. Yeah, no watched. shout out to Cristobal, the uh, Latino American coach. Fuck him, well, right? Cristobal has spurred the University of Miami numerous times. So you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, Mario. <laughs> um, so the next game I watched a little bit of uh University of Kentucky versus the University of Florida. Kentucky was four and oh going to this game from Florida. Kentucky was 4-0 four, four going into this game. Florida was 3-1 and one going into this game, that one being only to Alabama. Um, Florida, uh, going off of just my group chat with all my homeboys who are Florida fans, uh, they hate Dan Mullen because Dan Mullen just refuses to play the best player apparently on the team, which is a quarterback AR-15. he recruited. Yes, uh, which is a quarterback he recruited and is continuously playing the carryover upperclassman uh, Emery Jones. Um, Emery I, had a backbreaking late interception that led to. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say AR fifteen. Remember before the Alabama game, I said he should be starting, and I was like, he's not gonna start this week because it's Alabama. He's he, you know they don't want him to get fucked up, so he's still not starting. Still not starting. Still not starting. Um, Emery Jones wow. threw the ball thirty one times for two hundred and three yards. Just gonna let that one sit there. Um, yeah, Kentucky That's played too much. great defense. They had ball control. They ran the ball over 137 yards on the ground. <clears throat> um, Florida just such bad play calling. Such Dan Mullen for all the credit he has gotten over time. Um, just some head scratching play calls. Um, my buddy, this would not be a full review, full breakdown if I did not mention that he kept his uh, he kept his three timeouts going into the half and then almost kept his three timeouts towards the end of the game. Like just bad clock management all over the place. Um, but yeah, can't save those. <clears throat> can't save those. They don't go with you to the next game there, buddy. Um, but Kentucky just, you know, they outscored him. They outplayed him. They out. Uh, out hustled them. Um, on the last play, Emery tried to make a pass to the end zone, and their DB jumped in, broke it up, and the field was stormed. And I think, don't quote me on this, but I think in the SEC, if you storm the field, that's a fine. So Kentucky will be paying that tab. The next game, <clears throat> uh, Texas A&M falls to Mississippi State. 
What's the name of Mississippi State's coach again? It's the crazy guy who was at who coached your boy Gardner for a while. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Mike Leach. Mike Leach and his Mississippi State. I don't remember their nicknames. Um, hopefully, it's not something racist. Mud dogs. But mud dogs. No, not at all. I think it's just bulldogs. It's bulldogs. Ninety percent of the colleges are bulldogs. Put money into bulldogs. I hope you're searching this. Uh, bulldogs. Boom! Look at that. All the money in the world. I just got it. Uh, they beat Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M for their second straight loss last week. They lost to Arkansas, who then got their head caved in by Georgia. Um, the next game on the slate is the near, the, the kind of sort of upset. I didn't even put this thing up here. Um, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Yes, the kind of sort of upset. Notre Dame goes down to Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati was ranked ahead of Notre Dame, but it's Cincinnati and it's Notre Dame. Cincinnati was ranked number seven. Notre Dame this brings was me ranked so much joy. Nine. Nothing, Brennan, it brings you so much joy. Nothing makes me happier than the sanctified Notre Dame fighting Irish, uh, Catholic you, touchdown Jesus, getting their heads caved in, shoved up those, the, take those golden helmets, shoved up their sanctimonious asses, um, and taking a loss to Cincinnati. In South Bend, by the way. In South Bend. Look at that. Go, go, that's, that's how you travel there. Um, yeah, they, they should have lost to, they should have lost to Florida State. Um, they should have lost to Toledo. Wisconsin couldn't, couldn't play good for, that was a good game until the fourth quarter. And yeah. Um, and they finally take the L to Cincinnati. Cincinnati doing God's work. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats maybe in the college football playoff. Let's talk about it. I mean, they should be. I'm mad they didn't get ranked higher than uh, higher than five. But we'll get to that shortly. Um, the next is the near upsets. Uh, Auburn almost dropped the ball to Al- Alabama to LSU. Uh, Oklahoma still fighting with fire. Six point win over KSU, Kansas City State. Kansas City State, Kansas State, folks. And Boston College taking Clemson down to the wire. Clemson, we'll, we'll talk about them in a second because you know what's next, Brennan? It's time for our favorite segment of the week. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Boom. All right. Now, the reason I mentioned Clemson because I'm going to start with who's out first. Clemson out of the top 25 after that six point win over BC. Clemson is uh, Clemson is out of the top 25 alongside Fresno State, who was 18, AM, who were 15, and UCLA and Baylor, who were 20 and 21, respectively. Who's in now is Kentucky, went from non ranked to number 16. Uh, Texas has found their way back in. Don't call it a comeback and don't call it a promotion for the Red River rivalry game. Uh, Arizona State back in uh, there at 22. SMU ranked 24. San Diego State 25. Who's up? Who's down? I'm going to give you the biggest drop uh, outside of A&M, I guess. Florida dropped 10 spots from 10 to 20. Oregon falls from 3 to 8. 
Ole Miss after losing to Alabama, which everybody has done so far. Drops to 17, five spots. Notre Dame drops five spots as well, as well as Arkansas drops five spots. Oklahoma State beat the bad Baylor team somehow jumps up seven spots. Michigan State jumps up eight spots. Uh, as I said earlier, Cincinnati jumped up two spots to number five. Iowa, Dean, Iowa jumped up two spots to number three in the nation. We're going to get a top five matchup between them and Penn State this weekend. Folks, keep your eyes peeled on that one. Then we got Michigan jumping up five spots of their own. Michigan breaking the top 10 for the first time in quite some time. Is this the year Jim Harbaugh finally gets it together, folks? We will see as the season goes on. That was who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down. Alrighty. I really hit a stride at the end there. Yeah, he killed it. All right. All right, Brendan. The dust has settled. We have waited yep, 162 games to get to where we Talking are. Talking about now. the MLB playoffs, folks. The MLB playoffs are set in stone. Brennan was right in the yeah. AL. Yes, I was. Sadly, sadly, the Sox and the Yankees get in there. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of the the games yesterday? No, not yesterday. I'm excited to watch the game tomorrow night, though. Okay, yesterday. So the the way the Sox get in, the Sox were down five one in like the five fifth one. Inning. I did. Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> they were down five one in the fifth. And then uh, the Nats, yeah, they just gave it up. Just imploded. The bullpen that Tony Kornheiser yeah. has been complaining about for the past three years imploded on itself. The Yankees got a 1-0 victory walk-off late over the Rays after taking two back-to-back L's to the Rays. Um, and that kept out Seattle, who had a valiant come from behind victory on Saturday, but they couldn't quite put it together on Sunday. And the Toronto Blue Jays, who, I mean... Aside putting from, up like 15 on people. Yeah, aside from the one loss to the... The difference was the one loss they had to the Yankees in this last week. Um, and that's what kept them out. So, Brennan, who you got? Yankees, Sox. Give it to me. Uh, um, I think the Yankees uh, are going to take it. Um, everyone knows I'm kind of a... Kind of a jokey like Boston fan just because I like doing the fucking accent, dude. But um, That accent. I think uh, the the um it's a fantastic accent. The uh bad accent. Yankees just have more power. It doesn't really matter. Uh, they're going to play Tampa Bay, who is a buzzsaw and is going to destroy whoever they play, but uh yeah, I think Yankees right now are just better in tune as far as the postseason play. Now, if the Yankees win in a you know a week or two, it's going to get colder. Those big bats aren't going to be as big anymore. But because uh, everybody knows when the cold weather comes, the bats shrink up. But I just don't think Boston has the firepower to come at the Yankees, especially with Boston's bullpen kind of falling apart. Okay. Um, and then you said you got the Rays beating the Yanks. Yeah, I've got the Rays going all the way to the World Series. Oh, okay. Uh, Sox, Houston, who you got? White Sox, Otis. So this one's a little trickier um, only because 
I follow a lot more of the AL East than anything else, so I don't really pay attention to everybody else. Um, Houston was on a tear at the beginning of the season. I remember that. The White Sox kind of came on late, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's go for the White Sox. I want to see Chicago go. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I got the Yankees, and then I had the Yankees losing to the Rays. The Rays are just the Swiss Army nice that kill you, cut you up in a yep. thousand pieces. Um, first hundred win season for them. Shout out to them. Um, and I have the Sox as well. The Sox, I am going with them simply because they're pitching staff. They got Giolito. They got Rondon who's coming back from injury. And they got Lance Lynn, uh, former Houston Astro. Um, it'll be interesting because the Astros, uh, they still have three of the guys who, well, three of the main guys who were part of the quote unquote cheating scandal. Um, and, Somehow, no, that's not a quote unquote. They cheated. There's you don't have to put quotes on that. Well, I put quotes on that because Boston also cheated, the Yankees also cheated, but you know, those documents were sealed. Yeah, um, that's true, never to be shown again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I kind of like that they, they've leaned into the heel, but the tiebreaker there is going to be TA, uh, Tim Anderson, one of my favorite players, one of the most exciting players in the game. Um, black dude from Alabama, and he doesn't even really like baseball. He just plays it because he's good at it. It's the funniest interview I've ever heard. On the NL side, Brennan, you were wrong. Yeah, the Yankees. I was wrong about this one. Actually, am I wrong? You were wrong because uh, since the since the break, not over. Since the season's over, since the break, you were saying that the Dodgers would overtake the Giants to not play in the wild card. They would. And here they are about to face the red hot Cardinals. Brennan, who do you have here? Obviously, I have the Dodgers because I don't want to be wrong about this. And if they go to the World Series, I'm going to shove it in everybody's face. Also, how shitty is that to have 106 wins as the Dodgers? And they're like, yeah, you're going to play in the wild card. And then you, you know that one team you couldn't get over? Then you're going to have to play them in a series. How shitty is that? You know how you don't deal with that? You win your division, all right? You go out there, you play 162 games, and you win as much as you can. Now, it sounds ridiculous because they won 106, but the, the team yeah. in your division won 107, all right? Um, I got a hot take. I... If they yeah. are to win this game, um, and I'm very hesitant on that, I don't know how far, I don't know if they get past the Giants simply because Kershaw is going to be gone for the entirety of the playoffs. Um, and Max Muncie got hurt yes, into yesterday's victory. Um, so I think oh, just I a little that. attrition. Um, may be the thing. Now, also, I believe it's Brandon Belt is, uh, I know he was on the 10-day DL at the end of last week. I don't know if he'll be able to return for the series if and when it starts. Um, but I think the Giants are going to ride this hot hand at least for another series. And who may they play, Brennan? Will it be the Brewers or the Atlanta Bravos? Uh, it's going to be Atlanta. The Brewers are just way too up and down this season. I mean, good on them getting in the playoffs, making it happen, but Atlanta's going to win this series. Hmm. Um, This one is tricky. Brewers have been good. 
their most expensive player has not been playing that well in Christian Yelich. Um, and their setup guy broke his hand after celebrating their victory to get into the playoffs. Uh, gotta love baseball. That's what I said. Punched up and down. Wall, punched a wall with his pitching hand. Great job on you, buddy. Um, I might go with the Braves here as well, even though it pains me because they're an NL East team and I hate everybody on the NL East. Uh, suck it, Kyle. Marlins beat you in the in the season season series. Um, but yeah, I begrudgingly will go with the Braves. The Braves have enough bat. Um, Adam Duvall since fucking getting traded back from the Marlins to the Braves. Um, I think he ended up going and leading the fucking league in RBIs, which is very annoying. Um, yeah, they had three guys all above a hundred RBIs. They produce runs at a clip. Um, and I think they'll get to the Brewers pitchers, even though the Brewers got a lot of good pitchers, but I think the Braves have enough firepower to get to them. Um, I don't know if they've said it, but they should probably adopt the mantra win one for Hank because Hank passed away this past year. So it'll be a cool little rallying car, but hey. yeah, that would. Anything else here, Brennan? No, I'm I'm good on baseball. If you are, we next week we're going to be talking about this because we're going to find out a lot more within the next week between the wild card games are going to be played, the series are going to get started. We'll 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 know a lot more. And be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits quick hit. All right, man, we are going long. All right, I'm gonna make this quick. WNBA playoffs. If you're not watching, Quit. you need to be watching. Uh, as I said, the Chicago Sky, I predicted the Chicago Sky would beat the Connecticut Sun. They're currently up 2 1 on the Suns. Uh, shout out to Keeley Copper, uh, 26 points leading the way last game. Um, and I was wrong on this when I said that the Mercury would lose to the Aces. The Aces are currently down 2 to 1. Uh, Game two was won by Phoenix behind 37 from Diana Taurasi playing on a bad knee. You want to know how much shots it took her to make 37 points, Brennan? Yeah, how many? 13 shots. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a baller. Um, yeah, and then Brittany Griner had a double-double, I believe, 27. And, it was either 23 and 17 or 27 and uh, 13. Last game. So, yeah, Mercury are up 2-1 on the Aces. Uh, Brennan. Yes. Speak speak on it. On the WNBA, or you want me to go no, on the next one? The next one. I, I gave the WNBA recap. Sky up 2-1. Mercury up 2-1. That's two, what I one. thought. Okay. Wednesday. Quick. Watch it, folks. Quick hits. Great games. Um. So the reason why I was uh, a little confused is because the next topic just says Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer had a video leak out of him being danced with, danced on by a young, attractive blonde female. A um, couple things. So I know Urban Meyer, uh, not personally, but I, I've met him a few times, uh, played against him in college. And then uh, the restaurant that I worked at um, in downtown Jacksonville when he became the head coach of the Jaguars was one that he frequented. 
A couple things. So his security, I think I told this on the show before, came in and said, no pictures, no one approaches Urban, no one talks to Urban, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, that's kind of overkill for an over, you know, hyped, overrated college coach. That's kind of weird. Come to find out, this is why they do that. This is exactly why they do that. This uh, is why they do that. He's just out somewhere in Duval. Sorry, he's, uh, I have to I have to interrupt. Uh, extensive research, and this did not happen in Jacksonville. I thought this happened in Jacksonville. Uh, I thought it did. It did not happen in Jacksonville. This so, totally looks like a Jacksonville thing. It it looked so. Jacksonville. Oh no, it was at the Horseshoe. It was it was at the Horseshoe in so Columbus, in Ohio. What happened was they went to Cincinnati to play the Thursday game that we're not going to talk about, and well, you'll talk about it later, I guess, and then. Yet. He he stayed after the loss to see family because he's from Ohio and whatnot. And then he went to his bar in Columbus and that this is what happened there. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a girl dancing, you know, having a good time. Uh bad optics for sure. Bad optics. Uh his wife wasn't too happy about it. He had to apologize to the organization and to everybody involved and blah blah blah. Just leave the man alone. Like I think about this all the time because I'm around, you know, living in New York, you know, doing comedy. I'm around pretty famous people. And never once do I think, hey, I'm gonna take out my phone and record them doing dumb shit. Like, I don't the kind of person. This is not about Urban anymore. This is about the scumbag <laughs> recording. My man, Urban Meyer. My man. Anyway, shitty move. Your boy. Yeah, that is not my account. Your um, boy. Uh, shitty move. Got to move on, though. Running long. Quick hits. Quick. I, I got to say, yes, it sucks that somebody recorded, but. Coach of the franchise, you can't be out here just having people dance for you like that, like I. I know that's as you said, bad optics. How much funnier would the video have been if he would have like been like, get away oh, from me? It would have been great. It would have been great. Like, oh, this drunk girl obviously had enough. They would have been like, this guy is this guy is super serious. He's he, so focused. Uh, he's he really out understands late night. What, what, yeah, <laughs> so focused. The next one, quick hits. NHL preseason preview. Uh, I'm just gonna leave this for homerism talk, Brandon. How do you feel going into the season about your lightning? Hey, Stanley Cup champs, baby. I feel great. How do you feel about your Panthers? God, all right, all right. that's the well, question. 4-0 in preseason play. Uh, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky. Barkoff looks good so far. Um, I'm really excited that Ek Black is, going, is already back on the ice after that uh, gruesome leg injury. Um, I feel like that was what we were missing, that quarterback of the defense and kind of setting us up, especially when we're in power plays. Um, it'll help us this year when we're playing U-Fucks. Um, so, yeah, uh, very excited about going into the season. We are definitely a playoff team. Um, and yeah, it's not, not a Stanley Cup winning team like us, but that. you're a yeah, playoff team. Settle down, you cheaters. Who, who are you going to sit on the bench this year? Huh? Huh? How many guys are you not going to give a contract to this year? Damn coast, maybe Vassy. I don't know. Sons of bitches. I don't know. All right. We'll see. All right. All right. We got some serious things to talk about now. Um, yes. So for those that don't know, the W, the NWSL, National Women's Soccer League, has had a 
bevy of scandals um, that has resulted in the commissioner stepping down from the league and all games were postponed this weekend. Um, Brennan, I shared this story with Brennan. Uh, he read it. I read it. We were both disgusted by uh, the last straw that broke the camel's back. Um, uh, for those that don't know, I'll summarize it a little bit. Uh, this coach, I can't remember his first name, um, but he was a coach of the North Carolina Courage, and he had been coercing some of his players into Paul Riley. Paul Riley, I knew it was Riley. Um, he had been coercing some of his players into having sex with him and basically dangling their careers over his head. Um, he was at one point he was ousted when he was doing this in Portland. And then the commissioner and the team got rid of him, but then didn't give the reason why he was let go. And then he was able to get another job afterwards and continue some of this behavior. Um, Alex Morgan surmised that maybe it's because there have been uh, women's soccer leagues that have failed before that they kind of tried to sweep this under the rug because the league is still relatively new and they wanted it to survive. But this was at the cost of many players and their livelihoods and their mental. Um, so yeah, Brennan, your thoughts. A couple of things. Um, the fact that it took the Washington post originally, and then the athletic article was the big one that just came out. The reason for the uh, suspension of games uh, playing and everything. The fact that it took that um, and not the allegations brought before the NS or the NWSL uh, by the women themselves, by the players themselves um, is disgusting. It's um, very, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's very discouraging, I guess, that um, especially in the political climate that we're in now is people are encouraged to speak up um, when something happens. And then uh, according to this article that we read uh, from ESPN that quotes the Washington Post article and the athletic article, uh, some women did and they were ignored. And it's I mean, obviously ignored, swept under the rug, dealt with in a different way. Um, however you want to put it, Susp you know, a lot of the things were suspended uh, without details, uh, resigned, let go without cause or with cause, but no actual cause was given, things like that. And it wasn't just this one male coach. Uh, I, according to the article, there was a f a, quite a few times that this has happened, male and female coaches alike. Um, it's a predatory situation for the coaches to, to, to it's predatory for the coaches to take advantage of their situation. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, but my big takeaway from this is I understand it's a new league. I understand you don't want to get off on the wrong foot, but it's just disgust that these women would come forward and it was like, Oh, well we'll handle it. And until a nationally syndicated uh, publication came out and was like, Hey, this fucked up shit's really happening. That's when everyone was like, oh, we got to look into this. What, what's happening? That That's disappointing. That's incredibly disappointing because I've talked to people on my other podcast who have been through pretty traumatic experiences. And a lot of times they, you know, you hear a lot of the same kind of stuff. Like I, you know, I wanted to say something, but I didn't know who to tell or what to tell or, you know, who to talk to. And this is exactly why they feel that way because of shit like this. Yeah. That's um, all. <clears throat> Uh, the commissioner, the commissioner's initial statement 
um, she said that she's disgusted and she was shocked. And Alex Morgan, who has uh, made her bones as one of the premier faces in U.S. women's national soccer, um, was privy to this story because she kind of assisted with um, her teammate when they were on the thorns uh, to get the coach fired there. Um, And she shared some of the emails back and forth saying, no, you should not be shocked because you were aware of this and you allowed this guy to continue coaching in this league. You did not bar him from the league forever, which he should have been um, because with the, with the two women who spoke up to the athletic and kind of had this story explode um he had been coaching one of them since she was in college basically more or less um there's really minute details but he she played for him on this independent league before the nwsl uh about 10 years ago and since then he was grooming her since college going to her college and having sex forcing her to have sex with him for position on the team and oh i'll get you a look with the national team and whatnot and so on and so forth so forth and it, it i was just i was beside myself that how this could permeate a league that i like um i watch some of their games on twitch uh, i follow players on social media um and just for them to not be taken care of by the league as a whole um not only was at it, all at all not only was it coaches like you outlined but there were executives um that had misconduct there were scouts and it's just like a repeated repeating a repetition of bad behavior and no one stepped up to stop it the commissioner who's a woman did not having all this information did not ever do much to stop it they tried to mitigate it they tried to hide it they did not try to stop it until as you said and this is why i am big on journalism because there is real journalism out there folks people are really doing research they're doing they're doing the interviews they're getting the sources and they're doing actual journalism and that's why it is necessary in this country because it helps uncover some of the nasty shit that is going on behind the surface that people do not want to discuss. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's always good when we have a big boy discussion to the press. No, to the walk off. Welcome to the big leagues. <clears throat> now to hear Brennan cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. So Joe, shut up. My walk off this week is care less. As you can tell, I'm not reading anything. I am free form on this one because I'm very upset and I want to talk about some things. So this past Thursday, my Jacksonville Jaguars went against the Cincinnati Bungles led the game going into halftime. We were up 14 to nothing goose egg going for a third score. We lost that game. We didn't get the third score momentum. Joe doesn't believe in it. I do lost all of it. And through the course of this game, I was furious and infuriated, angry, debilitated, 
almost with anger. I didn't know how to handle it. And so I'm telling Joe, I'm going to quit the show. I'm going to quit watching football. This is fucking stupid. I hate everything about this. And Joe said, you know what you need to do, Brennan? You need to care less. Just don't care as much. It's just a game. And you know what? I was thinking about that. And I want to make a conscious effort to care less. It's a game. It has nothing to do with my life. Given I love sports, anybody who's listened to the show knows how I feel about sports and why I love sports, but I want to care less about the draft, about the salary cap, about Urban Meyer getting his dick grinded on. I just want to care less, but you know what? And doing this walk off, I realize I cannot care less. So Joe, Kyle, Greg, everyone out there who says care less is not a big deal. Fuck off. The Jags are going to go undefeated the rest of the season. We're going to turn it around. Go Jacksonville. Duval. Boom. That's it. Fucking drop the mic if it wasn't a nice one. Yep. Struggle to put it into the stand. Uh, Folks, that was the rambling of a man I'm concerned has fallen off the wagon. Uh, Brennan blinked twice. Not at all. Don't say that. This goes out (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) I think everyone should be concerned if you're going back on the van wagon with this team. I'm on it, man. Everyone told me to get off and care less. I can't. I can't do it. I love football. I love the Jags. I love sports. Hey, <laughs> that was good. All right, we're going long. What's your wild? Let's up. do it. Shut up. Get out of here. I got. I got a good one. I got a good one this week. It's rare that I say I have a good one, but today I got a good one. All right. So Bubba Wallace, mine's called Bubba in History. Bubba Wallace won his first NASCAR race, making him only the second black driver to ever do so. The first since Wendell Scott in 1963. On December 1st, my birthday, 1963, Scott won a race on a half-mile dirt track at Speedway Park in Jacksonville, Florida. He was not announced as the winner of the race at the time, presumably due to the racist culture of the time. Buck Baker, the second-place driver, was initially declared the winner. But race officials discovered two hours later that Scott had not only won, but was two laps in front of the rest of the field. NASCAR awarded Scott the win two years later, but his family never actually received the trophy he had earned until 2010, 47 years after the race, and 20 years after Scott's death. Only seven other American drivers outside of Scott are known to have started at least one race in what is now known as the Cup Series. Those are, they are, Elias Bowie, Charlie Scott, George Wiltshire, Randy Betha, Willie T. Ribs, Bill Lester, and now Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace was born in Mobile, Alabama and began racing at the age of nine. He made his minor league debut at the age of 17 in the Xfinity Series and won a race in his first full year of driving professionally at Dover International Speedway. The next year, he raced in the Truck Series and won a race that year at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. He finally made his Cup Series debut in 2017 in the number 40, 
in the number 43 Petty Blue Car for Richard Petty Motors, filling in for an injured driver. And in 2018, RPM made him their full-time driver. In his first race as a full-time driver, he finished second at Daytona International Speedway. After three years with RPM, Bubba changed teams. He is the driver of a brand new team owned by a guy that's used to winning, Michael Jordan. Bubba got the appropriate appropriately number 23 car into first place before a weather delay stopped the race from continuing and because he was in the lead at the he was because he was in the lead and the race was more than halfway through he was named the winner in talladega where just so happens wendell scott had an accident that forced him to retire due to injuries in 1973 although he did make one more start after that if you want to learn more about that i'd say check out ryan mcgee's column on espn.com it's really good um, and comprehensive about Bubba's career and what it means for NASCAR going forward huge shout out to Bubba me and Bubba Bubba's like a couple months older than me me and him are born the same year big bro Bubba Wallace big bro big bro shout out to Bubba alright press conference let's do it and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. From the serious to the ridiculous to the eloquent, we do a fucking great show. All right, Brennan, where can we find you and where can we find your wares? Um... BrennanTComedy.com. Yes, I'm also a comedian. Uh, I've got dates coming up Broadway Comedy Club on (laughs) (laughs) Broadway Comedy Club, October 7th. Um, That'll be an 8 o'clock show with the beautiful, hilarious, awesome Jill Kimmel. And then I will have a show on the 17th as well. That'll be at 6. That's a Saturday. Broadway Comedy Club. I'm in New York City. Come check me out. Seller 77. um, The Stan. I'm all over the place, man. Hanging out. Just hang out at the stand. I'm not past there yet. So maybe one day. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Um, get people on there, mainly comics, actors, musicians, all sorts of people. We talk about drinking stories, getting in trouble stories, drug stories. Lots of fun. Got a couple episodes banked now. So we'll have guests for a little while moving forward. So that's awesome. And then, um, yeah, just check out BrennanTComedy.com for all my upcoming dates and to check out my merch. Oh, you can also check out this show at Cheering Press on Instagram and Twitter. Wanted to get that out there. Check out a new low.co. I think they have some other podcasts, but this is the only one I really care about. Joe, go ahead. All right. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. Brennan plugged everything else, so I don't have to do that. You can check out my hip hop albums, TV and TV season two under the moniker Headphone Joe. No O, no E in the phone. You can check out uh, my merch at joedorville.com backslash store. Um, dropped a new collection recently i just got some sample pieces uh they feel great they look great and they look awesome even though it's the same thing i just said two times um i did want to say uh shout out to brennan's uh latest episode of brennan tassif is your ex-drinking buddy um i really love the back end of it i won't spoil it for the people i wish you didn't have it in the notes because i always read the notes um I, we could talk about it a little bit after we get off this show though that's a tease for the folks to go oh, listen. Thank you. Um, so yeah, Brennan, 
get me out of here so I can go to bed. That's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out, Bubba Wallace. Congrats on the win, buddy. Finally, not a shout out about death. We did see Bird last week. Shout out to Diana Tarasi, too. Huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, have you been watching? Oh, hang on. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.